0: We have reports from Paris that Diana, Princess of Wales, has been killed in a car accident and that her partner, Dodi Fired, has also been killed. They were apparently being pursued by paparazzi on two motorcycles.
1: Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. Listening to Time to Talk.
0: One of the biggest mistakes people generally make, and I'm guilty of it too, is wishful thinking.
1: Did man really land on the moon? Was 9 11 an inside job? Is Michael Jackson still alive? Is Miley Cyrus's new hairstyle really a new type of hairy hat capable of communicating with alien beings? Mm.
0: Conspiracy
1: theories can be very, very fun for many of us, but there are plenty out there who treat them deadly seriously. Indeed, it's highly likely that somebody that you know is a massive conspiracy believer who's just too afraid to admit it to you. So, what is the psychology behind conspiracy theories? And what type of people are most likely to believe that Donald Trump is, in fact, the lizard king? Mm. Our first year psych student Megs is with us. G'day, Megs. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes. There's absolutely no pressure here. You don't have all the answers. You're just a student <laughs> who has a very curious mind. You've done some That's research. Right. You've done some investigation. So tell us, what was the goal of that assignment that you've just been working on? Yes, well, I was
0: getting a bit worried that I was going to be set up as the expert, but, you know, it's like there's no experts on the issue because it's so complicated um, and there's so many layers to it and research is only just starting to, like, um, really uncover the, the links and the correlations and that sort of thing. But the essay was about... Um, intelligence and its relation to um, conspiratorial ideation Um, but specifically we had to disprove that there was one or that um, specifically that the statement that um, people that believe in conspiracies do so because they are less intelligent so it was quite a straw man statement that we just had to basically annihilate Um, but it leads you down a lot of rabbit holes with the essay because there's lots of ways you can tackle it. And one of those is by looking at what actually does predict
1: um, uh, believing in conspiracies. Yeah, there's got to be some appeal. So i would be really curious to know what you found about, you know, what does predict the appeal of conspiracy theories. And I can tell you straight off the bat that I know plenty of very intelligent people who believe in conspiracy theories. I have to say <laughs> that I became more of a believer in conspiracies since you moved on <laughs> campus.
0: Well, uh, why, why is that?
1: There is definitely a government plot behind the state of that kitchen in the university <laughs> that you live in.
0: Yes, yes, fair enough. That
1: I, I, It's reasonable to suspect that given how terrible it is. I will but, only <laughs> enter your dormitory with a bottle of spray and wipe and a cloth <laughs> in the other hand.
0: Hey, look, I'm getting a lot better actually. My, If you could see my room right now, it's very tidy. Um, it's more tidy than it is clean because I haven't wiped it down in a long time.
1: But I'm
0: getting... but
1: I'm... I can't even think about <laughs> it. It makes me sick. We should be talking... <laughs> we'll do another podcast about the topic of mould and yeah. mould spores in the future because yeah. here you are you know, exercising your brain, pumping your neurons, and all the time breathing in acid well, and mould. I ventilate it very well. I keep my window open
0: frequently, and I have eucalyptus spray, and those are the only two things
1: I need to do. Yes, and a full-body spacesuit as well, probably, as you go to sleep because that mattress—I don't even want to. Do you know when Gordon Ramsay puts the the, the ultraviolet light? Yes, I wouldn't want to do that in your room, my friend. <laughs> no, I think it would be it would be okay.
0: I mean, whatever.
1: <laughs> whatever, whatever. Okay, let's start with a pretty basic question because. We can't walk through this conversation without defining what is a conspiracy theory anyway. What did you find there? Um, so it's a bit hard to define what a
0: conspiracy, but it's basically the idea that there's, like, nefarious plotting going on that's fed into public events that have happened and it's been covered up as, like, an accident or something random or something else entirely. So it's it basically is like a... it's. It's the idea that yeah, there's evil going on behind the scenes, and it's normally that it's like very powerful,
1: influential people doing it. It's an explanation too, isn't it? At at, at its core. So, what did you find? Because mm. I, I said to you straight off the bat straight off the bat, when you were doing this assignment, that I believed that this was about the person trying to meet an unmet need in themselves. What did you find? Mm.
0: Um, well. I really like that theory. Um, it's, it's sort of related to a lot of different parts of psychology, like attachment theory, um, the work of Eric Erickson, who talked about yeah you basically unmet emotional needs in childhood and how they feed into adulthood. Um, all of that sort of like schema therapy, all of that. Um, and one article that I found that sort of supported that was avoidant attachment style and conspiracy ideation. Actually, I didn't find it. The school sort of led us to it. Um, deliberately. It's it's basically backfilling the emotions cognitively. And so the idea is that people that have avoidant attachment, uh, the avoidant attachment style, um, they don't want to be around people, they're suspicious of people. And conspiracy theories complement that very well,
1: um, because it's an explanation for that. You're the academic, and I'm just going on my anecdotal life experience. <laughs> but it seems to me like th- that Conspiracy theories give people a sense of control and security, uh, especially when something big happens. Look, here's, here's the one that I often think of, um, that this group of people that I'm about to talk about, they're motivated by a desire for closure. They, they want truth and meaning, and they just can't accept that some situations are complicated and the answers just are not clear. And I'm talking here about the example of Michael Jackson when he passed away. This was a big event, catastrophic for some people. Mm. And with Michael Jackson, there wasn't just one single factor behind his death. That's what the evidence suggests. It was a bloody complex. And the cause of his death, it goes way back in history, probably starting with child abuse. Yeah. And he was a man born with antisocial sexual desires. Mm. There's drug dependency, which started quite legitimately when he was severely burnt. He had significant stress when he was confronted with the potential loss of fame and fortune and freedom following accusations Mm. and then you throw in a very fascinating but very very dodgy doctor there is no easy explanation (laughs) to explain why did Michael Jackson die and it must be very tempting when you're a fan in a state of grief or shock and loss to latch on to something that seems plausible such as Michael Jackson, he's still alive Wow! because there's plenty of there, – there are <laughs> thousands of people across the world who believe he's still alive. And then once you form that belief, because it's easier than looking at the complicated set of facts, mm. you can construct a rationale for it. For example, Michael Jackson, his life was very hard, very complicated, so he staged his death to escape the public scrutiny and all the problems that he had. It's around that desire for security and and wanting a black and white answer.
0: yeah yeah I think that's a really good point. Um, it's basically like yeah you and I think we, we we underestimate the fact that people do this like just ordinary people do this every day like confirmation bias um, my side bias we just want to confirm what we already believe and we actually have to work quite hard to to challenge our preconceptions and our assumptions and what we want to be true Um, and that's what science basically is is an attempt to do that with like rigorous methods and so it's actually human nature to to drift in the direction of um yeah our biases and what we want and so you actually have to do work to combat that and with yeah the michael jackson example it's clearly one where a lot of people have just fully surrendered to the to what they desire um to be the truth and rationalise their position after doing that. And so it's about which order you do it in. Do you think and then come up with your conclusion or do you have your conclusion and then um, use your thoughts to prove it basically? And so, yeah, I think uh, conspiracy theories are oftentimes uh, associated with that how many how much studying have you actually done of 9-11
1: other than what what the government's told you and what mainstream media has told actually. you editor, i've been studying I it for years of a national newspaper i've, I've talked to people wait in a depth every day for really? five six months really? so i know a lot about it let me ask you this you then you cannot say that any member of the bush administration knew it was going to happen or wanted it to happen it's a ridiculous thing to say Rid- Megs, what do you think of this, that people tend to believe in conspiracy theories when the events are large scale? So mm. therefore, there must be a likelihood that the explanation must also be large in scale. And I'm taking here Diana, for example, a car crash killing her. It doesn't seem possible that something as trivial as an unfastened seatbelt could cause such large scale catastrophe.
0: mm yeah I
1: guess when an event is very
0: extreme and it's it's very distant from you like you have to assume that yeah there's there's big powers at work that because you feel so like there's such a,
1: a lack of control there I don't know it's sort of hard to explain can I tell you though i I, I relate to this I'm mm. not putting conspiracy theorists over there for this conversation as a group of of Nutters, basically. I'm really not. I can actually really relate. When Diana passed away, yeah, the shock was so palpable that I actually went searching for those theories too. It was my knee-jerk response to say, yeah. "Hmm, wouldn't it be really amazing if she'd actually staged this? Because she's clearly under so much stress, like the 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 stress of being in that public spotlight, and maybe she did want to start afresh in a new life. So it seemed plausible mm. that she would. At stage this and that she would still be alive. Yet all the evidence <laughs> and the facts were counter to what I was clinging on to. So basically what I'm saying is when yeah. I was in a state of uncertainty and grief and shock, I was seeking certainty.
0: Yeah, so the more questions that are unanswered, the more you try to fill in the gap, and that's, mm. where I, mm. that's a good point. And so I think maybe the, the less that's known about something, the more room there is for conspiracy theories to fill in those gaps. Um, and often in an emotionally satisfying way, which is what you're saying. And, yeah, and I really like that theory, and I think uh, conspiracy theories are um, very often related to emotional needs. Do they make people feel safe? Um, yeah, well, like you said, you said the word security. Um, I feel like we don't deal well with uncertainty as humans. Like, we like to have a bit of it, but we like to control it and um, and deal with it. And so conspiracy theories are also like... Um, A manifestation of that instinct, I guess, to control uncertainty and to have an explanation and to um, impose what you think you know onto the world um, so that you can make sense of it. And then you can get on with your day without, you know, existential dread. I guess that's the idea. This movement had become a phenomenon, with conspiracy theories being spread through Facebook groups, political parties, and protests. 5G's here to kill. Its members claimed that 5G was threatening to kill off their families, causing mental health issues cancer, infertility,
1: Alzheimer's, and autism. It gives bigger risk of cancer. It can affect the heart rhythm. Smart meters as well, which are being rolled out like sweets.
0: Now they even claim that it's linked to the coronavirus pandemic and impassioned disciples are burning down mobile phone moss around the world.
1: I've met a lot of conspiracy theorists. And when I was trying to look for those common threads, one of them that came through powerfully for me when I considered each individual mm. was a lack of accountability. Let me explain what I mean by that. Yeah. These people were nine times out of 10, very anxious, felt powerless, mm-hmm. lacked control, but sought control. They sought to control personal outcomes in the workplace, in their private life, mm. and ultimately they felt powerless. So maybe caused by unemployment or estrangement from their families, disconnected from their community groups, loneliness, whatever it is. Yeah. So they're seeking safety through that. And there's it's very easy to say, I am powerless to change my circumstances because there is An enormous machine above me that is so big that I can't affect it. So therefore, I will sit here in this state of misery and powerlessness, and Mm. I won't bother to do anything because it is just pointless. Yes. And that
0: in psychology what that's referred to is the the locus of control so where is your locus of control so is it internal or external so you're describing people that have an external locus of control they don't feel like um, their actions and their decisions have much sway over what happens in their life uh, The when you get into real trouble is when you don't even think you have much control over what happens to you as an individual because like you say there's Um, The decisions are being made by a small few that have power. The government, obviously, is commonly um, uh, the one that's labelled as as having all that power.
1: The question that I have, though, is if conspiracy theories, let's say the premise is true, that it's about meeting the needs of the person who believes in them, in the individual, do they actually satisfy those needs in the end? (laughs) Because it's okay. For me, if believing in conspiracy theories makes you feel better, go for it. Do it. It's, but I would have thought, and this is just my off the cuff, I would have thought that if you have a true belief that there is this greater power who is intent on evil, that would actually surely ultimately increase your anxiety and make you feel more <laughs> unsafe, even though it's that's the opposite of what you're trying to achieve.
0: Maybe at some level they don't really believe it. I don't know. It's, it's very complicated. Um, it's a very good point you make. But I also I really like your point about it being a distraction from uh, their own issues and their their need to c- to deal with you know things more locally because I guess it's it's difficult life is difficult and so if you can you can uh, pose if you can say that the issue of life is because of you know nefarious actions of, of groups that you can't control then you can just sort of give up and feel self righteous about it even.
1: Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and look, if there's a big machine at work, I mean, you'd be more unlikely to take the actions that you need to take as a human being to improve your life. I mean, Mm. if you believe in conspiracy theories like doggedly and deeply, mm. why would you vote? Why would you join a tennis club? Mm. There's ultimately no point. Well, that's the and thing. And so, again, that you're, you're displacing your accountability. Yeah,
0: and so that answers your question about whether it's sort of okay to do that. I think it depends on how it impacts your functioning because that's really the fundamental question in when it comes to, like, psychological disorders and all this, all of that sort of stuff. And, yeah, does it impact your ability to function in day-to-day life? Um how does it feel subjectively are you does it does make you more depressed than you would be or does it actually help with those feelings and i think you know at the end of the day it's better to be on the side of truth and conspiracy theories um you're assuming that you know what's true even though you don't and so it can be very toxic but perhaps there's some mm. situations where you know there's somebody and they just need to believe this and they go about their day but if you ask them about it they'll go oh yeah it's definitely this maybe that's harmless for some people. Um, I think it depends on like the particular conspiracy theory and the person and their support network and all sorts of factors.
1: There's not sufficient evidence that Hitler died in the bunker in April 30th, 1945. Could Adolf Hitler have gotten out of Berlin and how did he do it? How did he enter Argentina? We're gonna look at who could facilitate hiding Hitler. I tend to sit on the fence with all of my beliefs until I have a weight of evidence to draw whatever conclusion I need to draw. Mm. So, therefore, it is the case that I'm often dismayed Mm. by people who judge or conclude before they are abreast of all the facts. So, with major events… There is typically so much missing information. Let's say 9-11. There's just so much missing information Mm. that me personally, I am so far away from being able to draw a conclusion because the evidence is so damned thin, yet these theorists tend to draw conclusions very quickly and they don't know all the facts. Mm. I mean, and they mold the facts that they do have to suit the conclusion they want to draw. Yes, Those sorts of people tend to worry me if they're in positions of power and influence, mm. because they do absolutely in all the cases that I can think of, they tend to judge a situation with very little evidence and make assessment without all the facts. Mm. They will just draw assessment, and it's it's quite scary if they're in a position of of um, high responsibility. One of
0: the one of the things that they think might be associated with conspiratorial ideation is um collective is is narcissism um often collective Mm. narcissism but but narcissism and so i guess it's the idea that you're above everyone else and that's the conspiracy theories serve that very well because you're not part of the conspiracy you're you're the one that's um like i said before self-righteously pointing it out and saying this is what those evil awful people are doing and that's why it often comes with like the good
1: and evil dichotomy I'm really sorry to interrupt, yeah. but that link between conspiracy theory mm. and narcissism is so correct. I want more research <laughs> on it.
0: I definitely i want to I want a research study that focuses on that particular Absolutely. trait. Yeah, definitely, yeah. that would be interesting. <laughs> Low agreeableness is another one. So, like, and that ties into what you were saying again. So, it's like distrusting of people. Um, you, mm. you know, uh, and. And again, back to attachment, if you're distrusting of people, it serves you well to, to come up with a theory that justifies it rationally
1: uh, or seemingly yeah. rationally. And on top of all of those traits, I would say that the people that I've known, I mean, and I've already sort of laboured this a little bit, but they're less able to engage in analytical thinking. Yeah. You know, they, they just, they can't take all the facts Because life is complicated. You've got to take lots of pieces of a jigsaw puzzle to draw conclusions, usually. Yeah. And the people that I've known, they are absolutely... They're not analytical thinkers at all. Well, it's
0: interesting you say that because that's part of the reason that the essay was posed that way. Um, They used one... Uh, study to sort of be linked with the idea that uh, people believe in conspiracies because they're less intelligent. And the journal, the journal article is called "On the Reception and Detection of Pseudo-Profound uh, BS." And so they basically got everybody to read these pseudo-profound statements uh, and rate how true they think they are. And they found that lower cognitive capacity and a lack of analytic thinking um, was associated with. Uh, both conspiratorial ideation and finding uh, those statements to be uh, profound, even though they weren't.
1: Well, even intelligent people experience attachment disorders. Even intelligent people can be ostracized. And I've got to say, if there's another trait that I see coming through as a profound theme, it's people who don't feel that they fit in, whether that is genuine or not. Um, They Mm. feel like pariahs in society. As I talk about this, by the way, all the traits we've named, which sound awful, (laughs) I'm thinking I would be prime for believing in conspiracy (laughs) theories after everything we've just spoken about. But the other link that I have tend to found in my experience is that it applies at a micro level as well. These people that believe deeply and doggedly in conspiracy theorists, in conspiracy theories, Mm. also seem to think that generally people have ill motive. Because I'm talking about organizational structures, even just thinking of a workplace. Mm. The conspiracy theorist is more likely to believe that the leadership or the management in a place or the whole organization is set up for male- malevolent reasons yeah. to do harm, to actually catch them out personally. The whole thing's set up to make sure that I can't succeed. Yeah. It usually goes hand in glove. Honestly, I can't think of many conspiracy theorists who haven't also thought that their workplace was out to get them. yeah
0: well it's sort of the project like it's paranoid belief right, and it's being projected at every level, and so I guess they're, they're not just going to think oh well they're, if they're going to think that the whole government and like you know all of society is corrupt corrupted by those forces they're not going to hesitate um attributing it also to uh, like lower level things or things that happen at a more local level. Um, and so I guess they would see that as part of the, the wider machinations that are going on. Uh, it, It occurs to me that like, if you're more intelligent, you're probably more capable of arguing that you're correct as well. If, if you do believe in conspiracy theories. So, um, that, that could be, that's another way I could look at this essay is to, um, is to mention that because if you're less intelligent, you're probably less capable of um, defending your your beliefs.
1: Yeah, and conspiracy theorists are usually very vocal, particularly on social media. Yeah, articulate um, and often articulate. Absolutely. And here's here's what really annoys me is that you can have this conversation we're having, which is fairly negative of the conspiracy <laughs> theorists, but it doesn't mean that conspiracy theorists it doesn't mean that conspiracy theories Mm. are not true. That's what annoys me about it. Yeah. Because they make such radical conclusions without all the evidence, it actually takes the focus away from things that are important. I'll give you an example. I mean, there was absolute conspiracy around asbestos back in the Mm. day. um, That it causes cancer. And it was treated as a myth. And people who believed that were considered conspiracy theorists. People were actually right about this. There were knowing harmful effects yep. um, and and the whole scandal was finally outed in, you know, the 60s. I also just want to say this up front, Megs. I have a journalism background, so being curious mm. and open-minded and, and ex- yeah. um, investigative is very important. Mm. It's really important, but it is so unhelpful to do that kind of work when some people over on your right-hand side or behind you are yelling really loudly about... Uh, a conclusion that they, that it has not been rooted in fact. Well, that's the thing.
0: You you can't assume that public opinion is always going to be right, that majority opinion is always going to be right. You should go with science and just try to think of objectively and uh, listen to both sides. But often uh, what, well, what both sides want to do is to not let any air be given, any oxygen be given to the other side. Um, and you see this like with the anti-vax campaign, it's like – the, the, uh, I think the right way of looking at it is that everybody should be able to speak and then we should be able to decide based on the, the debates that go on uh, who is right based on the evidence and all that sort of stuff. But if you try and suppress um, these ideas, then they're not going to go away and they might be right. Like with the asbestos one, you, you have to you have to allow for the possibility at least, which is what I was trying to get at before when I was talking about wiggle room. Um, with some of the conspiracy theories, they're theories, which means that they're not proven. But to, obviously, to the people that are that are uh, proponents of them, they believe that it's just fact. But um, they should be explored, and they should, and we shouldn't just explore why people believe in them, but also the theories themselves and what might mm-hmm. contribute uh, to people uh, wanting to believe in those particular ones because they're not random, you know. QAnon and all that sort of stuff. There's a reason that they want to demonize the Democrats for example And and you should look at why is that why why do they want to demonize them? And so there's more information that you can garner if you don't just you know uh, black and white um, You know dismiss it completely what I've seen what I've seen is so bad first of all the media is so dishonest and so corrupt and the pylon is so amazing the New York Times actually wrote an article about it that they don't even care. It's so dishonest, and they've poisoned the minds of the voters. But unfortunately for them, I think the voters are seeing through it. I think they're going to see through it. We'll find out on November eighth. But I think they're going to see through but, it. But, but sir, there's if you a- look, excuse me, Chris. If you look at your voter rolls, you will see millions of people that are registered to vote. Millions. This isn't coming from me. This is coming from Pew Report and other places. Millions of people that are registered to vote, that shouldn't be registered to vote.
1: It was only really recently, about six months ago, that I was talking to a guy who was a conspiracy theorist. And you you talked about narcissism before, Mm. and this plays right into it, because he absolutely 100% savoured having that knowledge and information that yeah. i didn't have that was part of it for him yeah. the conspiracy was secondary the the primary motivation for him talking to me about the conspiracy was that he wanted me to feel somehow inferior to him mm. because he kept asking me did, didn't you know that oh, what, did, yeah. how can you not know this it's all on the net mate you should be reading about it yeah. so he's the teacher you're abs- the student well, yeah, and and I it occurred to me and dawned on me pretty early in the conversation that this wasn't about the conspiracy. This was about his need and desire mm-hmm. to have knowledge, power, and information that I did not have.
0: Mm, and, and and a sense of mastery and control, like you said. And I guess, yeah, it does it does come back to what we were saying about the need to, um, you know, yeah, to to have control over things, um, it's almost we 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 talked about the locus of control before, but it's almost, and I said that people with an external locus of control are more more likely to be conspiracy theorists. But in that case, it seems like they're sort of shifting it um, to an internal one by having uh, an understanding of it and being able to articulate what they believe about it. That's their way of regaining control of the situation um, to deal with their. Their, their feelings, because it's almost like a reaction formation. It's like you want to be the opposite of what you feel um, because you don't like it, and so you mm. become the opposite. Uh, that's sort of what it's like.
1: Narcissism, it's a mental condition too. So I've yeah. got a hard question for you, student of psychology, <laughs> really hard question. If somebody believes in conspiracies in the, deep, in the deep-rooted way that we're talking about, yeah. are they mentally ill? um is there a deep need for excessive attention admiration is there like a pattern of well, troubled relationships that would depend lack of
0: empathy? also on how they get like i'm going to give you the the sort of cop-out answer which is like it depends on lots of things because yeah. maybe they keep it to themselves maybe they they're locked in their bunker and that's what they think about the world but they don't even talk to anyone about it or or even go on social media so In that case, it's certainly not um, a need to to have admiration, but for others it might be. Um, There's so many factors that would contribute to it, but I think, and I I think the evidence is showing that there's definitely a positive correlation between um, mental problems and distress and that sort of thing and uh, conspiracy theory ideation.
1: At a minimum, though, let's summarise this out. There are some some traits, and we're talking in general terms here. It doesn't apply to every case, right? But there seem to be some traits that you've uncovered in your studies between people who believe in conspiracy theories mm. um, and personality types. So generally non-conformists, I would have thought, uh, consider themselves a little bit different from the general society narcissism is an interesting one that we're not conclusive about but seems to be there Mm. relationship issues loneliness Yep, i've heard a lot of things today like it's it's very interesting
0: There's heaps there's so many i could i could go on and on like higher levels of education were positively correlated with medical conspiracy theories which is very interesting so the more you're educated the more likely you were to
1: to believe in medical specifically not not political medical ones Well, you know, Megs, it's interesting because we've got all this, you know, awesome language and all your new studies that you do. But back in the day, we just used to call it plain old paranoia. Mm. You know, absolute, you're paranoid. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's that delusions of been persecuted and, and jealousy goes hand in hand with it as well So, yeah. but it's really, really interesting area. Are you going to keep studying this one? Yeah, well, I haven't fully finished the uh, essay yet, so... Oh, wow. Yes, I'll have to keep... Oh, sorry I, I feel bad now. Right. I thought we were dragging you in after you'd done the assignment no. and got it marked and talked about it. No, well, this, this is... I'm just going to confuse your whole assignment. No, this is
0: probably helpful it will probably um, reinforce what I'm doing. But... Um, <laughs> and make it easier like i don't have much to go
1: oh well you know what you can do you can <laughs> ditch for four thousand words and just uh take the recording yeah. and send the cassette or you could put yeah. it on vinyl yeah oh yeah yep <laughs> oh dear oh dear Mex, thank you for taking us through your assignment yeah uh that's all right it's a very it's,
0: it's a very interesting topic very complicated, but I've enjoyed doing the essay about it. And so um, it helped me clarify my thoughts on it, which got me prepared to do this. Let us
1: know how you go. Thank you. I will.